Uh, all right, let me tell you about uh, our sponsor quickly, and then we're going to get into the show because we've it's Whistleblower City today, and I I want you to understand why this is happening and why this is so important. First, American financing consolidate your debt with the lowest interest rate possible. If you have credit cards, how much are you spending? What what is the interest on those credit cards? It's double digits. Now, if you have, you know, uh, lots of credit card debt, you're never going to get out from underneath that eight ball, especially if things start to turn or interest rates for the credit cards go up, even though interest rates are going down, credit card rates going up. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Consolidate that loan. Um, The people who can help you, 10-minute phone call. If you own a home, call AmericanFinancing.net right now. Get out from underneath that high interest. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Thursday. I love the talk of the whistleblower. I love it. Now, just, uh, you know, about eight weeks ago, I didn't really care about the whistleblower. I'm like, we have... We have the transcript. Why do we care about what somebody said? Oh, 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 no, no, no. You really care. You really must care about who this whistleblower is. And conservatives should be the the shield of protection around this guy and the family. Because this guy, they don't want him to testify. They don't want you to know who he is. He is in danger, but not from the right. He's in danger from the left and the power of the left. This guy is more dangerous to the DNC than Jeffrey Epstein ever was. I'll explain in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, when you spend your money, there's a few things that you might expect. First, you expect to get a fair deal. In America, an unfair deal means, you know, I'm just going to go down the road and buy it from somebody else. Second, you expect a good product for your your money. Fair enough in a free market, right? The third thing you might expect is something that's, you know, pretty obvious as the first two. You could expect the people you're handing your money to aren't going to turn around and give it to people who are dead set against you and everything you believe in. You know, I mean, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. When it comes to cell phone service, this is the problem. Now, so if you want to switch, you do have a you do have a a choice. That choice is called Patriot Mobile, because what they're doing is sure. They give you, you know, good cell service at a reasonable price. You got the first two. okay. Then they sell you down the river. They are sending boatloads of money to things like La Raza and Planned Parenthood. So every time you pay your bill, you're actually helping abortions. It's crazy. Now, couldn't do anything before because I need a good cell service. Well, you have one now. Patriot Mobile. Nationwide um, coverage. They're on the same sticks, on all on the same towers. So you're getting the same coverage. 
You're going to get a better price. They're going to make it easy for you to switch. And they're not aborting babies, you know, in their off time. Sounds like a pretty reasonable thing to do. Get reliable nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as 25 bucks a month, plus free activation on up to two lines if you use the offer code Beck. Call 877-367-7524 or visit them now at patriotmobile.com slash Beck. That's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Do it now. This whistleblower is Al Capone's accountant. Remember, Al Capone wouldn't have gone to jail if it wasn't for the meticulous accounting records that his accountant did. There was, it was all under code. And nobody wanted him to uh, testify. I, well, I should say, the good guys wanted him to testify. The bad guys, even the bad guys in the police, did everything they could to make sure he never testified. Al Capone wanted him any place but on the witness stand because he was the only guy that could crack open all of it. Now, he didn't want to testify against Al Capone. He knew what that meant. He's probably a dead man. He didn't want to do it. He wasn't necessarily on the side of the good guys. But they finally got him to court, and he testified. But Al Capone never would have put his accountant forward, right? Like, they—the Democrats, you know, I mean, they went to—Schiff was involved in this beforehand. They highlighted this guy as the whistleblower, and if he's the guy that unravels all of this, why would they want to promote his profile? Why people do stupid, really stupid things? Okay? <laughs> yeah, congressional in, stupidity is a good argument, yeah, and a good in, comeback. And in passion, mm-hmm. when you are so, when your only goal is destroy him, destroy him, destroy him at any cost, destroy him. When your passion is that high, you make stupid mistakes. Why would Al Capone keep a detailed accounting record of who he was bribing? How it was going, money going here to there. Why would you keep that in paper? I, I mean, uh, arrogance. Well, yeah, but I mean, arrogance. he's actually running a business, right? There's a reason. So is for the him. DNC. Yeah, no, and I agree. So is the DNC. But like, you could have easily, instead of doing a whistleblower report to get this whole thing kicked off, you could have leaked it to the New York Times and had them write an article about this call, and you would have had. A, a ball rolling in that way, then you all could have been out publishing, pu- you know, we need these transcripts and blah, blah, blah. You could have done all of that, right? It, yes, but you needed somebody to lodge the complaint with standing. Remember, that's the whole whistleblower thing. You have to lodge it with standing. Well, for a whistleblower complaint. But, I mean, to get an impeachment done, you, you could have started this with a media report easily. And it could have built right, but the whole idea, the whole idea with the Democrats has been get somebody on the inside Get somebody who's on the inside. They're around him the whole time. He's crazy. He's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That was that was part of this. There's there's this guy. He's I mean, he's a career diplomat. He's been around forever. He's just a guy in the White House. He was part of that phone call. He heard it and he was so upset about it. And he's been hearing other people that were so upset. Well, there weren't really necessarily a lot of people that were really upset that were on the phone call 
Uh, you know, he didn't even say there was quid pro quo. When he first wrote his account, there was right. no mention of quid pro quo until he met with Adam Schiff. But let's 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 back up for a second. Mm-hmm. This guy I believe he is in danger, but I believe that the Democrats have been saying this. Look, he was the guy until five days after our chalkboard. Now, I'm not I'm not suggesting to you that it, that definitely is what did it. But I do believe because I know everyone on Capitol Hill was talking about that chalkboard within the first couple of days of that chalkboard being out. Okay, They watched it as groups. So that got out. What do they have? This guy is center. He was a missing piece that we didn't even know existed. And if you'll remember, we did the chalkboard. Five days later, they're like, don't worry about this guy. Yeah, this guy might have political connections, so don't even worry about this guy. This guy. We got another guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, remember that? Mm -hmm. And they just tried to brush him off and bury him. And I said on the air, who cares about another whistleblower? We have the transcripts. Right. But once you know the name of this guy and you can do your homework and see where he was positioned, he's the smoking gun. He's the smoking gun. He's the guy in the center of all of this. It even goes back to um, before the, the inauguration. His attorney now. Listen to this. His attorney is the guy who, um, in 2017, inauguration, um, he starts talking about how Trump has got to go. Um, as soon as, uh, in July of 2017, he says, I predict CNN is going to play a key role in the real Donald Trump um, not finishing out his first term as president. We'll get rid of him, and and this country is strong enough to survive him and even his supporters. Uh, as one falls, meaning as as one person leaves the White House that is not on the side of Donald Trump, as one falls, two more will take their place. He promised that a coup would occur in many steps. The coup has to, this is this is the the whistleblower's attorney. In uh, 2017, the coup has started. First of many steps, rebellion, impeachment will follow ultimately. A terrible attorney. Why would you be publicly tweeting these things? Well, because credibility later on, because he said he tweeted this. Soon as the president took office, he tweeted that CIA employees should come to his law firm to lawfully challenge the new president. So he was recruiting Mm -hmm. CIA agents. He's like uh, the guy with the mesothelioma commercials. Yes. He's like, yes. You, if, do you have mesothelioma? Come <laughs> would to you my like, office. Would you like to impeach this president? <laughs> we can help. Okay, so that's who this guy is. He's calling for CIA agents to come into his office who want to help get this president impeached. That's at inauguration. Now, the whistleblower happens to be a CIA agent. He happens to be the guy who was at uh, Joe Biden's side. He's the guy who was in the Oval Office when Barack Obama was calling in all of the investigators into Washington from Ukraine and having a very awkward meeting 
that even the good guy prosecutors all said was really weird. Basically, they called us into Washington to see if we could help them find dirt on Donald Trump. He was the guy who is at the embassy helping Chalupa. He's in the White House organizing things with Chalupa. This is the woman who was the one that coordinated and did all of the Trump uh, investigation was the go-between, it appears, between um, uh, the Ukrainians and the uh, Fusion GPS. And it's also a fried flour tortilla wrapped around yeah, meat, cheese, right. sour cream, lettuce, and right. tomatoes. Right. So now, so now this is just a this is just a coincidence that he was you know that he was involved in with all of these people. It's a coincidence that his attorney is talking about a coup and taking him out and plotting an impeachment. It's also a coincidence that the day after uh, Robert Mueller is it closes his case and says there's nothing here the guy comes out and says oh i i've got a concern but doesn't say quid pro quo says i i've got a concern about a phone call really that's wow that's interesting and they immediately shift gears from Mueller to this guy he goes to adam schiff and then all of a sudden he has an attorney guess who schiff sends him to this guy he now has an attorney, and he includes quid quid pro quo. That's re- all of that is just a coincidence. It's. I mean, I gotta blow your mind here. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I you know, know it's weird. It's almost as if they had a. a I mean, uh, is there a doubt at this point that there are large amounts of people working not only for the left and Democrats, but also just in the State Department and other places in the government? whose entire goal since Donald Trump took president was to make him not president anymore. I, mean, I, I don't think there's a, really a doubt on that at all, nope. right? I mean, like, that's nope. clearly true. And they, you know, they would probably say, well, we did it for because of good reasons. He was doing things that were erratic for the country and bad for the country, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. You can believe that if you want. However, the guy was elected president of the United States, exactly and right. he controls these things. And if he controls these things, it's your job to either support them or resign. Um Unless you believe something illegal is going on, which some of them say there was, and they did this whistleblower thing. All that is fine, but it's all inside of an obvious structure and movement within the government and within the Democratic Party to get this guy removed from office the second he was elected. And that is, you know, that is a, that's a, it's an undercurrent that can't be ignored. So this whistleblower, it is, it is critical that this whistleblower makes it to an open witness stand and the cross-examination is prepared to ask him about all of the things that he was doing in Ukraine because he's the linchpin. He's the go-between on all of these things, on Fusion GPS, on the Joe Biden corruption, on, on all of it. He is the accountant now, the press, I've never seen anything like it, and it felt weird at the time. As soon as they started talking about this whistleblower, and they said, well, who is the whistleblower? The minute that question was asked, you're going to get him killed. You're going to get him killed. Wait, we're just wondering who he is. You're going to get him killed. 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 
Well, now I know why. This guy is more dangerous to the DNC than than Jeffrey Epstein. If this guy isn't protected, not from the right, but from the left, this guy's going to end up hanging himself with paper sheets while in custody. This guy is the buried body. He knows all of it. He's the tie between all of it. He is the key to the massive corruption of the DNC. And I don't think anybody wants to get into that. Now, they're, they're again saying that uh, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, outed him. And so Donald Trump Jr. is going to get him killed. Believe me, everyone on the right wants him to testify. When you know his name and you see the connections and you've watched our special on Ukraine, you know he's the most important person to put on the stand. You want him alive. You want him to testify. I want him under protection of the Republicans, not the Democrats. Because this guy knows where all the bodies are buried. And if this guy testifies, you're going to be able to pull his testimony apart and you'll see what's really going on. And believe me, believe me, next Wednesday, a week from yesterday, we're going to go through what's really going on. What really happened in Ukraine. We thought we knew. Oh, no, it's much worse than that. It's much worse than that. This guy, I'm telling you, is in danger, but he's in danger from the left. And everyone on the right needs to protect this guy. Everybody on the right needs to make it very clear. We want him to testify. We want him alive and healthy and well-rested because this guy must go on the witness stand. All right, I want to tell you about a special deal going on right now from uh, MyPillow. Mike Lindell, the owner and inventor of MyPillow, has been wanting to show his appreciation for all that all that the customers have done to make the company what it is today. He's uh, now changing the game with his new six-piece towel set. The set is made with cotton from here in the U.S. It's extremely absorbent and yet incredibly soft. It comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And it's 30% off right now with the promo code BECK. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. If you're a fan of the MyPillow pillow, uh, you're going to be a fan of their sheets. They're really super soft and affordable. Uh, they're they're uh, they're cotton towels. I used them this morning. They're great. You're going to love them. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. Get thirty percent off this six piece towel set, as well as deep discounts on all the other My Pillow products. Enter the promo code B E C K. Enter the promo code Beck at one eight hundred nine six six thirty one seventeen for these radio specials. It's mypillow.com promo code Beck. We break for ten seconds. Station ID. Ah. <sighs> Man, we, um, I, can't, I can't urge you enough to make sure you go back. We've, we've cut it down into little bite-sized pieces uh, on Blaze TV. It was a two-hour special last 
week and we took on the media, showed you how they're lying, showed you how, I mean, it is, have you, you haven't seen it yet. You were gone and you haven't seen it yet. Yes. I was, uh, I was monitoring uh, corn dog <laughs> intake of my kids at Disneyland yeah. at that time. You really need to watch it, Stu. Because you've been asking me questions off air, and my answer is you got to watch the special. you yeah. got to watch the special. And you got to do it before next week uh, because next Wednesday we have part three of this, and it's hair-raising. It's yeah. hair-raising. We just got a treasure trove of stuff from Ukraine. I don't think any of it's going to make it on air because we don't have time to vet everything, and I don't know the people that we got it from in ukraine it was just sent to us if five percent of that is true americans hair is going to fall out i mean if five percent and i think five percent of it is probably true maybe more i don't know but none of that's even going to be presented and what i have to present to you that we do have as fact is terrifying is terrifying there is a deep state and unless we investigate forget about Donald Trump. Here's what Donald Trump needs to say. You know, if you're saying that there's quid quid pro quo that you had to investigate and get this dirt on Joe Biden so I could win the election, that didn't happen. But if your definition of quid pro quo is I'm not going to give them any money until they looked into what happened during the last election. They looked at the corruption and they looked for the missing seven billion dollars that we gave to them. And I said, I'm not going to give them any more money until they investigate those things. Damn right. I don't say that's quid pro quo. I say that's the national interest and the job of a president. I said, investigate corruption. Joe Biden said, I'm not giving you money unless you stop investigating corruption. Which one of us is in doing the national uh, <laughs> nationals work and the, the, the national interest work? It's a good way of putting it. And I mean, he has a good case to say to the American people, too. Like, look, you know, Washington, D.C., the swamp doesn't care when seven billion dollars of, of your money goes missing. I do. I do. I do. And that's why I'm looking I into do. it. It's important to me. Yeah, it's important to you. It's your money. It's it, beyond money. It's your election. Mm-hmm. We we all thought that we had to do a three year investigation on me about Russia well, everybody wanted to know if I was colluding with Russia. We have two people that went to jail in the Ukraine for colluding with Hillary Clinton on the campaign. Why does nobody care about that? I did. I again call that the job of the president to say, I can't give you any more money because I'm not sure, which he said on the call. I'm not sure you understand how bad of people are around you. I don't know if I can even trust you. You're listening to Glenn Beck. When when life hands you a double whammy, sometimes you have to find the innovative ways of picking yourself up off the ground. Mark lives in Washington. And he had the distinct pleasure of uh, severely injuring his back, not once, but twice. The pain from his injury radiated outward, causing just the numbness in his legs and the pain shooting down his legs. I mean, if you've ever had it, you know how horrible it is. Conventional pain medications made him feel fuzzy and sick. He was desperate to uh, avoid taking heavier drugs. He, he hated the way they felt. He was in trouble. That's when he heard about Relief Factor. Within three weeks of taking Relief Factor, Mark's pain was down to a much more manageable state. And these days, he says it's almost not there at all. Mark got his life back. 
So can you. Just try it. It works for 70% of the people who try it. Just try it. ReliefFactor.com. Desperate enough? Want your life back? Try it. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. So if you want to be like me and watch the last special, you can do so at BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Chuck in Tennessee. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. How are you? Chuck, are you there? Okay, let me go to Roy in South Carolina. Hello, Roy. Welcome. Good morning, Glenn. Hi. You know, I got to be honest with you. I look at all this information and think we have a treasure trove. But is there anybody on the Republican side who's going to stand up? No. You know, I think I think of Lindsey Graham. You know, uh, is he going to say, no, we're going to take this information? No, no. And not. so it's and, it, and you know, we, well, we, here's what here's the people that I trust in Congress and the Senate, what they're saying. Glenn, it, this is absolutely right. We've all sat around and watched, for instance, the chalkboard and went, oh, my gosh, look at this. What? Uh, oh, my gosh. They say you're absolutely right. How do we say this without sounding crazy? You just spent two hours explaining it. We've got two minutes on television and nobody's going to write it up. And I keep telling them, all you have to say, all you have to say is the president was acting in the national interest. If you don't think exposing corruption, exposing corruption um, with the State Department, NGOs and the CIA in a deep state activity in things that you you just don't even want to know about, quite honestly, plus asking, hey, what happened to our $7 billion? Oh, and did you, were they colluding like they accused Donald Trump of colluding in Ukraine? Because two people were sentenced to prison that admitted doing that in Ukraine. That's in the national interest. That's what needs to be uncovered, and that's what the president was doing. I think that's easy. But they're not, for some reason, they're not willing to do it. Uh, we welcome Pat Gray. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Pat has uh, written a song, uh, and uh, it's about the whistleblower, because no one mm-hmm. wants to talk about the whistleblower. Uh, you know, Rand Paul is being pretty brave uh, by continually saying, you know, we need to know the whistleblower's name, and then tweeting out articles with the guy's name in it. Uh, and he's fighting for the right to say the name in Congress, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be an absolute nightmare. But I think yeah. he's... You don't want to say the name. Well... You just don't want to say it. You don't? No. So you wrote a song... About the... Yes. Ab- about about, about the, not wanting to say the name. Yeah. Okay. And it's, so it's, it's kind of mysterious. It, where did it come from? Where did this... It really came from a place of mystery. Uh, and then, and then somebody walked into my studio this morning about six thirty. Uh, yeah, and huh. and said to me, uh, Pat. And I thought at first I thought it was Colonel Sanders, right. uh, you know, from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Might have been oh, the yeah. ghost of yeah. Colonel Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, how, was was he thinner than Colonel Sanders? Would you no, say? no. Oh, good golly, no. 
No. It's the much, same size. Uh, no, did he's a little bit Did he smell like okay. chicken? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did yes, smell he did. like chicken. And he was larger than, than okay. Colonel Sanders All right, Sanders we got was. the larger part, yes. Uh, but, uh, but much, much, much larger <laughs> we, we, we than We got Colonel it. Sanders we was. we got it. Yeah. But he sat down in my studio and he said, hey, mm. I've written a song. I've given you the lyrics. You just come up with the music and okay. sing it. And so and it's like a me, Bernie Toppin, yeah. uh, Elton John sort kind of, of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So did the lyrics speak to you? They did. They did speak to me. All right. And so, okay, so here it I is. I want to share it now. Okay, this I is could. the song. It's a little <clears throat> mysterious. It's, uh, I guess, it's kind about, of about the, Sort of about the whistleblower. Sort of about the whistleblower. Yeah, in a roundabout way. Yes. Eric Charamella. <laughs> Eric Charamella. Eric Charamella. Eric Charmella, 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 Eric, Eric, Charmella, Eric, Charmella, 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 Eric. That wow. is really yeah, wow, you. Pat. That's catchy. Thank you. Did so, you sample some yeah. music so, there? There's something that seemed familiar about the actual really? music. I don't know. I think it's just. I think it's the lyrics are so catchy. You just uh, kind of feel like it's so familiar. Like I feel like I've heard it a hundred. What times, do you call that right? song? I call it Eric Charamella. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. I don't know why. Yeah. It just kind of hit me. I, I, you know, when Colonel Sanders <laughs> came to me and said, hey, we should, we should do a song, I mm-hmm. thought it should be called uh, The Whistleblower by Another Name. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's steep. Yeah. Steep. It's a little more subtle yeah. than the name I had for it. So, <laughs> And your name for yeah. it was? Uh, Eric Charamella. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That is, uh, that's weird. That's yeah, weird. weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but, Pat, how do you, how, where do you think this goes? <clears throat> you know, next week, they're now going to actually have the open hearings mm-hmm. in the House. And it's all mm-hmm. going to be covered, you know, the, which mm-hmm. is weird. Why would you do this? This close to Thanksgiving and Christmas. In yeah. two weeks, in two weeks, everybody unplugs. Yeah. Well, including Congress, right? They're going to be going home pretty soon. Yeah. They're going to be going home for the holidays. Don't they always? They leave they for like a do. month. Although this is so This is so important. Pat, yeah, we got to get this wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, because there was uh, extensive <clears throat> reporting in October that the Democrats were slow playing this intentionally because they wanted to drag it out. And now all of a sudden, they're, are they rushing through this? I mean, next week they're going to be doing these hearings. Uh, you're right. I mean, if that happens, if, if they're doing it, remember, um, give me an example of this, uh, George W. Bush, uh, he's president of the United States, and they pushed through a ban on incandescent light bulbs. Yep. Remember when this mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Right, right. Was it Christmas, Christmas. or Christmas Eve? I Christmas. can't remember. So they were there voting on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they do a lot of stuff like that. Where they'll throw it in the holidays because they know no one's well, paying attention. Uh, healthcare, right? Yeah, healthcare that was right around the holidays. Yeah, time. Yeah, yeah twenty. Right, yeah, like yeah, right, right before, before Christmas. Christmas. Before Christmas, yeah. and nobody is around to watch it. It's the mm-hmm. tree fall. But if the mm-hmm. tree falls in Congress around Christmas time, yeah. did a tree actually fall? I mean, we barely want to pay attention to these people on regular days. Yeah, you know, when it's it's Christmas, you're with your family, you're doing the family things, you're vomiting after a party. These are mm-hmm. not times necessarily you want to look at this. You'd think the only reason why you want an impeachment here is to draw a lot of eyeballs from Americans who are saying, oh, my gosh, the president got impeached. Right. You want this to be a big media event because we know he's not getting tossed out of the Senate. Unless, may I? Yeah. Let me play devil's advocate. And by saying devil's advocate, I mean literally (laughs) devil's advocate. Um, Advocating for Satan. Advocating for Satan in this particular case. Mm -hmm. Um 
Madam Speaker, if I may, Mm -hmm. the case against the president, a little thin, (laughs) a little thin. Mm -hmm. Um, They're also going to be free to make accusations on the other side, which puts you and the DNC in uh, real trouble. Now, right now, the poll numbers are okay you've done damage they're good that you've yeah. done damage to the president if you're a democrat they're pre- they're pretty good right now right right now you, you so you've done your damage you've sent the signal to your people may i suggest it's in your best interest to ram this through when no one's watching and if the senate then says there's nothing here they'll vote for that and you can pick it up after the first of the year and say we had a case. We had a case. You could say anything about that case. Mm-hmm. The media is not mm-hmm. going to report. The media is not going to correct you. Yeah, you can say, say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. They're going to say he was impeached, but this 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 Senate that was in the bag for the president wouldn't take it up. That's why I really believe if they vote to impeach, the Senate needs to say, fine, we'll pick it up after the first of the year. And then... The go with the trial, go with it and make sure that Elizabeth Warren and everybody else is have to off be there. that campaign trail. Yeah. Yep. That's a requirement. In yep. case you don't know, yep. they can, they, we'd have Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, among others that would have, have to be, have to be there. they don't want that to happen. So make sure that they are seated in the Senate for this impeachment off of the campaign oh, trail. That would be great. And get the best damn prosecutor uh to to do your defense i you got to stop playing defense you need offense so you get your team to ask and cross-examine all of these witnesses because that whistleblower is connected to all the stuff that nobody mm. wants you to uh nobody wants revealed that's, that's a plausible case it seem it would be a reversal seemingly from their position just a few weeks ago but it does seem like a plausible case uh, it makes sense for them. It doesn't help the senators, but I don't know. Maybe the DNC, you know, the House doesn't really care about that. No, they're all they're doing is they want to be able to say to their base, "We did it. We, we did, did it. it. Yeah, we impeached him, but it, and, it's their and, fault. They wouldn't try him." And I'll say too, these cases. We, if one thing we've learned about all these Trump investigations is the cases always look best until you actually hear from the people, right? Like the case, you know, uh, James Comey looked really credible at one point, and then all of a sudden he was out testifying. Everyone's like, "Wait a minute, this guy doesn't connect with me at all. He's he, he's obviously got some agenda." Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Cohen, that was a huge deal, right? Like everyone, this is a guy who's the closest associate is is is, is abandoning him, goes out in front and testifies in front of cameras, and everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's a joke." Uh, Roger Robert Mueller, the investigation, the investigation. I mean, if you watch the media reporting, I mean, this was a open and shut case the entire time it was going on until we got the investigation and people read it and were like, oh, that's it. And I think like that has been a, a pattern that's gone on over and over again. The, the Taylor testimony with the texts and, and, and his opening statement, you know, has some compelling parts to it. If you believe the president did something wrong. I wonder, though, when he gets in front of the cameras again, which is supposed to happen next week, how much of that falls apart? Does he look like this unimpeachable witness then? And how bad was Mueller when he testified? Oh, and when he testified, it was a total disaster. Yeah, he could barely he could barely get through a sentence. Yeah, this it one was is amazing. I will tell you, you know, though, this is a death match. This uh, this is truly a death match. I think that um, they're doing damage to the president, uh, and they're giving him body blow after body blow after body blow. 
quite honestly, the GOP is doing a horrendous job. As always. Horrendous job. As always. Uh, there's no friend to the president that is doing him any service right now. Uh, and I believe, I mean, I'm not standing up for the president. I'm standing up for the truth. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if this audience doesn't think that if Trump was doing all these bad things and it was impeachable, if you think I wouldn't be making the case that he should be impeached, you're wrong. I would absolutely do that. And my my track record is very clear. I'm not defending him because I'm a Trump supporter. I'm defending him because he's being wronged. He's being wronged. This is wrong. It's almost to the point where he should demand a trial in the Senate. I would. He should. I would. He should demand it. And, yep. and let's see what you have. Yep. Make that case. Go. Make the case against Go. Me. I want this to be an open yeah. trial, and I'm going to have, I'm going to have, I've got so much information. You know, Stu came in, and he didn't see the special last week, and he said, you know, Rudy Giuliani, blah, 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 and I agree. Remember, I used to say, mm-hmm. I kind of want Rudy Giuliani uh, as president, but if you're in the room with Rudy Giuliani, this is like 15 years ago, yeah. but if you're in the room with Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> And the guy who is pissing him off all the time is suddenly not at the White House. <laughs> Don't ask him, hey, what happened to Bob? Because he might be in the Rose Garden, okay, underground. The right. So I know who Rudy Giuliani is. I know who Rudy Giuliani is. But if you look at what the accusations are on Rudy Giuliani, yes. He looks like he was um, representing some bad guys. Well, he was also representing some people at the request of Hunter Biden, who were bad guys in another country. In another yeah, country. He, that was kind of his uh, post-mayoral. Uh, that's, that's what he did. It's what he right? does. He went out and he took a bunch of money to right. defend a bunch of people. And I don't necessarily. Well, he's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I don't like lawyer. that. But, but he got yeah, lots of money to, to defend people that weren't nece- necessarily. Yeah, 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 but he's a lawyer. Yeah. He's right. a, I, he got to defend the bad guys as well as the good, right? Yeah, that's the way this but he did works. become kind of like a mob lawyer. But again, <laughs> again, it's Rudy Giuliani. How do you think he cleaned up New York? Okay. <laughs> With Disney. But when you. <laughs> but when you look at what they're actually saying he was up front and open about all of it yeah, he said a lot yeah, of it on television yeah he was like hey i'm going over and meeting with these guys hey i just met with them they said some bad things hey i've got all this paperwork <laughs> i'm delivering it to the state department hey they haven't done mm-hmm. anything i'm gonna go back and start looking for some more stuff because they don't seem to there's not <laughs> yeah. if he's a crook he's a really bad crook <laughs> and the one thing i don't believe of rudy giuliani is that no. he's inept at his crookery. <laughs> what a nice compliment. That's Thank so you. nice, Glenn. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is 23andMe. You want a really personalized gift that doesn't get any more personal than a DNA kit. This holiday, why not give the DNA kit with the most to give? A health and ancestry kit from 23andMe. It's not just an ancestry service. It's ancestry and health. You get more than 150 personalized genetic reports, including the insights into your health. Now with more than 1,500 geographic regions, 23andMe is the most comprehensive ancestry breakdown on the market. It's why I found out I was, uh, what, 100 times, 1,000 times more Native American than Elizabeth Warren? I'm <laughs> just saying. Thank you, 23andMe, the gift that keeps on giving. 23andMe's Ancestry and Trait Service has 30-plus trait reports included. It's easy to use 
automatic family tree builder uses your DNA to start filling up your family tree. It's truly remarkable. This holiday, get something personal. The DNA kit from 23andMe.com slash Beck. 23andMe.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, you know, yesterday we told you about um, the um, the ABC anchor that was exposed outing ABC saying, hey, we had all this information. We decided not to run with it. I don't know why, but it really pisses me off. Um, ABC, you know, they don't want to get involved in any whistleblowers. They want whistleblowers protected. This whistleblower, however, they outed because this whistleblower left ABC the one who delivered the tape to the public, uh, he blew the whistle. He went over to CBS. ABC called CBS and said, hey, by the way, this is the whistleblower. You might want to be careful. And he was fired by CBS. Mm-hmm. So ABC, I just, you know, there is medication for schizophrenia. I just, I want you to know. Yesterday, hey, we didn't have enough on, uh, you know, on a convicted pedophile to do a story about it. You know, it's not that we were protecting Bill Clinton or anybody else, uh, but we'll go after Kavanaugh. A little schizophrenic. Today, hey, we can't release the name of this whistleblower. All whistleblowers need to be protected. Oh, by the way, CBS, that whistleblower that blew the whistle on us, you should be careful because he's there. Maybe you want to think about firing him. Schizophrenia. It's a disease and there is help, ABC. You're listening to Glenn. So there's this guy named. By the way, you haven't we haven't welcomed our uh, co-host today. Uno is in the studio today. You'll see a black nose once in a while, just kind of <laughs> come up from underneath. Um, losing your hair really sucks. Really sucks. Uh, I hate it. And, and there's women don't understand. I, I guess guys don't understand when women's hair goes thin. How, how it must drive them crazy too. But with guys, we are our hair many times. Right now, there is Keeps, K-E-E-P-S, Keeps.com. They're offering generic versions of the two FDA-approved hair products that are 90% effective, uh, and some of them have actually uh, helped regrow some hair. If you're tired of losing your hair, you don't even have to leave the couch. You snap a few pictures of your hair. A licensed doctor is going to review the information and then recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. It's shipped directly to your door. Just all you have to do is go online. You get a free online doctor consult, 50% off your first order at keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Make sure you use slash save keeps dot com slash save. You'll get 50% off your first order. All right. We have a very special guest coming up next. Of entertainment and enlightenment. 
Hello, America. It's Thursday. Welcome to the program. I'm really torn about this about this next 10 minutes. I'm really torn on it. Because it could it could be very, very helpful. But me talking about it could be very, very unhelpful. I'm not sure what to do. Give me 60 seconds and we come back with something that could be very, very helpful or something I could kill. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you care at all about your skin, you probably know the name Genucel. They've had the best in skincare forever, and they've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, now, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. You want a great gift, uh, you want to go with Genucel. Uh, Juliana from Austin, Texas, writes about her experience with Genucel. Says, I can't get how... Uh, I love this. I can't get over how much uh, and how quickly Genucel has helped me. The jawline cream has made my jaw and neck two separate body parts for the first time in a decade. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Juliana had an amazing transformation thanks to Genucel, and now you can too. Uh, it's your turn to see the amazing results fast during Chamonix's extended inventory clearance sales. The best prices they do, I think, all year. Order Genucel jawline treatment with MDL technology. It's got all the natural stuff in there that you want to target, the annoying turkey neck, and you can get the uh, classic Genucel for bags and puffiness as well, along absolutely free. So uh, they've got... My whole body is puffy, and I've been taking a bath I, in this stuff. <laughs> Nothing. I think yours Nothing. is caused by something else. Really? Uh, not Genucel, but McGriddles. Uh, that's, a, that's a different... I should soak in McGriddles? You're already doing that, oh. and we're seeing how that's working out. Uh, <laughs> for results in 12 hours, they also have the Genucel Immediate Effects. That's also free, so they have this huge mm-hmm. package. Once a year that's offer, fantastic. backed by their 60-day, 100% money-back oh. guarantee. Give them a call, 800-577-8709 or Genucel.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. If you order now, they're going to get a surprise luxury gift with your mm. order. And then you order this week, shipping is absolutely free. So knock all your Christmas stuff out now. 800-577-8709. 800-577-8709 or genucel.com. But Madge, I'm soaking in it now? Yes, that's, that's right. That's bacon. That's bacon, <laughs> Madge. Okay, we all know we need to clean up Washington, and we've been down this road a million times. Uh, who are we going to send to Washington that can actually have a backbone and actually do the right thing and who's willing to stand? Now, I am never going to endorse anyone ever again, <laughs> and mainly because if I endorse someone, they lose. Um, but I will tell you, uh, this is a friend of mine. He's been on the show several times He's an NFL Super Bowl champion. Uh, he is also the author of a great book called Liberalism or How, uh, or how to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps, uh, where he exposes the roots of the NAACP and everything else. His name is Burgess Owens. He announced yesterday that he is running for Congress. Hello, Burgess. How are you? Glenn, how you doing, my friend? Good talking with you, and uh, I'm all in on that endorsement, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 run, no, no, run, run. I'm not endorsing anybody. It's the kiss of death. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate, I appreciate this, this opportunity to, to talk to your audience, and, and I'm so excited about the opportunity uh, to just uh, to talk about our country and, and, and come back to our basic uh, uh, fundamental uh, things that has allowed us to be the great nation we are. So this, this it's a good, good chance to get started with that for sure. This is the first time, uh, you know, we had dinner together at a fundraiser um, this last Saturday, 
And uh, I didn't even have to ask you how your soul was. Um, you're the first guy I think that I've I've ever thought. No, I know his soul. I, I know you're. You are possibly. Um, I don't know what it is with Mike Lee, but he hasn't lost his soul, and he's able to stand. And I I sense the same thing in you that you're you know exactly what you're walking into. So why are you walking into it? It is, it's uh, it's interesting because I, I'm one of those guys who never ever consider myself to uh, to look at the political arena as, as something that's a solution for me or something I want to be involved with. But you know, I've I've been uh, as you know, I've had a passion for our kids, and ever since I left the NFL, I've always known that uh, to get our country back, we need to get our kids back. So I thought about this back in '83 when I retired. It's, it's just being a a black community thing. I now know it's it's not a black community thing. It's it's an all all community thing that our kids are at risk. And about four months ago, I had an epiphany that even though I'm doing things here in, in, in Utah for at-risk kids coming out of juvenile system, that uh, it doesn't matter. It really does, if we don't get back uh, our country from the leftists, uh, we will allow the leftists to do uh, for the rest of our country what it's done for my community. And what they've done in my community, Glenn, is, is a travesty. <clears throat> I think the fact is the biggest part of that is most people have no idea how successful we were when we were uh, embracing the American way, the American culture. And I call it head, heart, hand, and home. We, we're, we're educating ourselves. We were believing in God in a big way. 70% of our, of our black men were committed to marriage. We were industrious, leading our country in terms of the growth of middle class because we had more entrepreneurs than every four, 40% of us were entrepreneurs. And we believed in family units. That was our, our, our foundation. That was our core. And the leftists came in through the NAACP and other black elitists and destroyed it. So we cannot allow that to happen in our country. This, we're at a point where so much is at risk, so much is needed, and we need to, as we the people, come together once again like we always have done, wake up, recognize we're under attack, and let's fight these guys, win our country back so our kids have a hopeful and encouraging future in which we can look at each other from inside out, not outside in. So Burgess, you're a you're a business guy. I mean, you were a football player, and then you went into. I mean, maybe this is why I think you might make it is because you uh, you're not about politics. I mean, I can't even imagine you in that group because it's just not you. Well, I mean that as a compliment, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I think when it comes down to it, um, you know, our country was was built on people who who wanted to give service. We, we looked at uh, an opportunity to go out and serve, uh, serve our fellow men, uh, put into place policies that we can live with and come back and be part of that, of that process. We then live with what, what we uh, uh, results of what we put in place. We need to get back to that. Uh, the, the biggest problem we're having today is, is what I call elitist. And it's, 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 it's something that happens when people uh, uh, kind of becoming engaged. Uh, they, they're no longer part of that middle class, uh, that understanding of what makes the middle class go what it is. And they, they, they kind of see themselves in a different sphere. Again, we've had that problem in my community for, for, for way too long. We have people who live the American dream. Uh, they have power. They have money. They, they have protection. They have everything they need, but they cannot relate to those who are trying to follow them. They pull the bridge up because uh, of the Marxist and socialist ideology they have embraced, the anti-God ideology they have embraced. So I, I think I represent, and I hope I represent, particular values of Utah, uh, we believe in our kids. We believe in our God. Uh, we believe in our country. And, and we particularly believe in respect, starting off respecting of God and respecting of our women, uh, our womanhood. 
we, we do that back again, like, like, like what I was taught when I was growing up. I tell you, this, this would be such a, a great place for those who right now don't feel that, uh, that, that, that this is a place of hope. We can give them, once again, the understanding of what America is all about. Okay, so you're going after a Democrat. This is, usually, this is Utah's fourth congressional district. It's usually Republican, isn't it? It is. It is usually Republican. Um, uh, this is a seat that Mueller lost uh, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, okay. uh, and and the, the person that I'm, I'm running against, I hear is a nice guy. But the problem is this. He's, he's supporting and he's part of a party that's not really been nice to my, my, my race. Uh, and this is what I'm hoping people can understand. It's not about personality. It's not about party. It's about policies. If you have a policy, a, a party that puts in policies that allows 75% of the black boys in the state of California uh, cannot pass reading and writing tests, where over the Obama years, 83% of black boys, teen males across the country could not find jobs and become soon become un- unemployable. We have uh, an abortion industry that's targeting our kids. 20 million of our black babies have been killed since 1973, and it's been because 70, 80% of those abortion centers are put into my community. Those are the kind of things we need to look at. It's about, the, about, the, it's about a party that, that that's, it is against everything I just talked about. They're against education. They're against, against industry. They're against God. They're against the family unit. So it's not, really not about a people thing. It's not about me against the, the particularly incumbent right now. It's the party that I believe we as a people need to recognize it's not been good for, for my race and for those who have a heart. If it's not good for my race, it's not good for America. Burgess Owens. Uh, Burgess Owens uh, is uh, running. Uh, do, you have, do you have a website that people can go to? Yes, or? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Burgess for Utah, the, the, the number four. And before, again, of those tenants, head, heart, hands, and home. And, Glenn, I believe that this is an opportunity for Americans to unite finally. We've never been more divided than we are today. We have good people in the Democratic Party, good people in independents and Republicans. We have to, those who love America, let's focus on head, heart, hands, and home. Education, God, family, and industry. Those of us who believe in that will come together, coalesce, and not allow the other side, the leftists, to divide us. This is a chance for unity, guys, and I think we, we can do this because we, the people, have, have, have been, been the very best at focusing on what the American culture is all about. Thank you, Burgess. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, guys. You bet. Okay. Uh, Burgess for Utah. Um, again, not endorsing. Yeah, I mean, I like the guy a lot. It's a lot to like on Burgess Owens, and he would be a great congressman, obviously. Fearless. As a guy who, you know, helped ruin my childhood dreams of an Eagles Super Bowl in 1981, I would never Mm -hmm. vote for the guy. (laughs) Um, But, you know, other than that, he seems pretty nice. Did he do that to you? (laughs) He was part of it. That's really sad. He was part of it. Yeah. You know? And then I had to live for all those years. Oh, uh, until I kind of like him even more. <laughs> yeah, everyone in America is like, now I'm going to move to Utah just to vote for him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, now he's, a, he's not only a, a, a you know a, obviously a legendary athlete, but a, a a guy who's taken a lot of brave stands over the past couple of years. I mean, oh my gosh, his book they, is one of the most brave, one of the care. bravest. But he does not care. No. Taking on the NAACP, yeah. calling them out and saying completely racist organization. Uh, and talks about how the progressives, uh, you know, built it, built it on the back of the African-American. I mean, he is he is absolutely unafraid yeah. to take people on. Yeah, which is great to see. Yeah, it's great to see. He'd be a great congressman. Yeah, he would be. Not that. And, I, and we should be clear, Glenn Beck, not endorsing him. No. Uh, what, what's the opposite of an endorsement? You're doing that. 
Yeah, whatever it is, whatever it is that helps him and not hurts him, right. that's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. I made a promise not endorsing anybody right. anymore. Ever. Ever again. Ever again. Mm-hmm. Ever again. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, somebody that's really hard not to endorse, though, is Greg Abbott. Have you heard the, uh, the, the audio of the liberal that uh, is, where is she from? Austin, I think. And she's a liberal, and she's like, nobody was listening to us. The city is going to hell in a handbasket. And here comes a guy I'm not supposed to like. Listen to this TV report on the governor of Texas. Homeless is not a crime. Absolutely, it's not. But the behavior behind it that you see when it increases to, you know, uh, recklessness, aggressive panhandling, using drugs, drug needles. There's a drug, look, there's a drug top right there. You think Governor Abbott is helping here? Absolutely, absolutely. Cleo Patricic is a self-described liberal who has never voted for a Republican. She says it pains her to welcome Governor Abbott's tweets. Somebody's listening to us because when it comes down to it, we all live here. Isn't that refreshing? Mm. Isn't that nice? Somebody who will recognize we're on the same team, actually, and I'm not going to make this about who's wearing what color jersey. Somebody's listening. Somebody's doing something. And by the way, if you're thinking about moving here from California, you might want to look into Greg Abbott because he's nothing like your governors in California. Nothing like that. Uh, and uh, if you think you're just going to come in and, and, and make Texas the homeless capital of the world where all the Texans will be you know, copping a squad on the streets, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's what she's talking about, and that's what he's cleaning up. Yeah, I mean, you saw this with the I mean, everybody's hero for that very short time, Mr. Bob Franco Rourke, <laughs> uh, when he came close to uh, beating Ted Cruz mm-hmm. in the Senate election. Uh, Greg Abbott didn't have much trouble with that election. Uh, he, was, uh, he was on the ballot at the same time. What, did he win by 18? Yeah. Uh, and I think Cruz won by two? I think he's, I think he's, he is, I know he is the best governor i've ever lived i've lived all over the country and he's the best governor i've ever lived under um and and mainly because they're not micromanaging here they they, they meet every other year by the way he's full-time but the but the uh the house and the senate they they meet every other year they can't do anything yeah and now we're at a position where because of this vote and i i'm not a huge fan of these ballot initiatives but still this. uh we are now at a position where not only do we have no state income tax in Texas, there is a constitutional amendment saying you can never have a state income tax. They would have to undo that amendment to even attempt to pass a state income tax. And I just I... don't think that's going to happen. Mm. But if you're thinking about moving here from California... Uh... Well, you wouldn't want to do that if you're a liberal because you want to pay income tax because it's so important. So American, so giving and loving and everything else. Don't move here. Don't move here. Uh, All right. Thanksgiving, just around the corner. Won't be long before we're looking at Christmas and the end of another year. (sighs) I remember my parents saying, it just gets worse. It just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. I swear to you, it does. (laughs) I know I sound and I look like an old man, but I... I can't believe how fast the years are going. So what are you going to give somebody, you know, somebody, something that something will mean something all the all around the year? A sweater? Don't get me started on sweaters. How about for your kids, 
peace of mind in their house. I gave my kids uh, Simply Safe a few years ago, and you know I don't I don't get the calls of the kids freaking out or anything else because the because it works. Simply Safe is an amazing system, uh, and you own it, so you can control it. You you pay the fifteen bucks a month to have the twenty four seven monitoring if you want it. If you don't want it, maybe you want it one month. You don't want it the next. Doesn't matter. It's 15 bucks a month. There's no contracts. There's nothing. It's you. You design the security system and it uh, helps protect you and your loved ones. You're not trapped into anything. $15 a month. And right now you get a special uh, with the HD security camera. It's a $100 value. You'll get that free when you put place your order now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Do it now. Simplysafebeck.com. Dot com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, the um, Seattle was uh, Amazon got into the race of Seattle City Council. You, do you follow this at all, Stu? It's because it's my hometown ish. Mm-hmm. I kind of follow, follow Seattle a little bit to see if, I don't know, I'd ever be welcome back into the Seattle You got area. the key to your city at one point, didn't you? Yeah, and they bust people in to protest from Oregon. <laughs> Remember that? SEIU bust in people to protest. You it still was, got the key. I still got the key. Mm-hmm. And I am, uh, I'm never returning it. That door is going to remain closed for all time. And you can that means you can go unlock anyone's door in your hometown, right? Right, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um anyway, the uh the results for Seattle City Council appears that the far left candidates uh who were expected to be hostile to business have faltered and failed. Oh no. Yeah. What happened? Uh, well, Amazon Oh, are they buying an election? Is that uh, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly what yeah. I would expect from yeah. that hardcore yeah. conservative Jeff Bezos. Yep. Of course, nobody nobody had anything to say when Amazon was dumping money into other elections where, you know, they were, you know, four new transit systems for the poor and building new houses for the poor. You know, the Amazon dumped money there. That that money was fine. Mm. This money was evil. Ah. This was evil. These are the bad things people are buying on yeah. Amazon that funded these elections. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm 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 looking at the candidates and you know it says the left candidates, you know, really didn't do well, but they were beaten by other people that I mean I would still call Marxist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not like they're the hey, let's round everybody up and kill a Marxist uh, maybe. Right. I'm, not, I'm well, not really sure. There is this kind of interesting line developing between liberal um business owners and liberal businessmen uh and the line between Warren and Sanders and the rest of them. Yes. You know, you saw, you've seen, um, Jamie Dimon just came out and was talking about, uh, you know, look, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, maybe not a great idea. Mark Zuckerberg uh, is out there saying, look, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is no conservative here. Uh, and he's like, ah, uh, the Warren thing's kind of crazy. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, Gates just came out and was like, uh, you're talking about $100 billion of my money in income tax. That's what he, he's like. I'm cool if you want to take, hear this out. I'm cool if you're going to say you got to pay $20 billion. 
But if you're expecting me to pay $100 billion in tax, <laughs> it's a no-go. Wow, that's a tough line. Uh, it's interesting because they, they see, they see, you know, look, as, as we look at these presidential candidates, we see a, a bunch of terrible policies that would be destructive to our economy, right? I mean, there's no, you look across the board with the Democrats and that's all you can see. What they see is a lot of stuff that they want, but Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders in particular are so terrible that they feel the need to speak out against them. Yeah. Think of how bad uh, Warren would be for our economy when it, when it takes these guys who want probably 80% of her policies. They feel passionate enough to come out and say, no, not her, not Bernie. Yeah, when, they're, when they're saying it's going to kill our business and kill the business of America. And all the employees. Right. They're just going to leave. They'll just go do their business elsewhere. And we'll we'll all have to pay for it. I know. Because they'll just pick up and leave. They don't care. Or they will dramatically change the way their business is being done. But you watch the stock market. If those two become candidates, I mean, the candidate, either one of them, you're going to see the stock market behave extraordinarily different. Glenn Beck. I remember every time I would visit my grandfather when I was a kid, every time he'd saw, he saw me, he would pull a half, a half dollar, a silver dollar, an Eisenhower dollar uh, out from behind my ear. And I never thought of it as anything special because back then those dollars were silver half dollars. They were real silver. Man, how I wish I had those uh, still today. I would go, you know, blow them on candy or whatever. Uh, but my grandfather did that every time. Consider some traditions with your, your kids, even if it is a silver half dollar or a silver, uh, you know, uh, $20 piece or $20 gold piece even. Um, consider some traditions because gold is going to become more and more important. And you need to teach your kids about gold and silver and why it's so important. If you think you can't afford it, you're wrong. You're wrong. Just ask them about their accumulation special. This was a program designed at my request for you. Just ask them about it. You can start at $100 a month. And that's it. And you can be secure in your currency if you're backed by gold. Goldline.com. Go there now. Go to blazetv.com. You can use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription. Check out what's going on in Ukraine. Specials running all week. You know, honestly, I, I think we should start um, suggesting that there should be free antipsychotic medication that is given to members of the media. Uh, I, I They may be schizophrenic. Um, I, I really think we should look into ABC in particular. Yesterday, we found out that, uh, <laughs> sorry, my dog is here. Oh, no, come here. Come here, buddy. He's just walking around. Uh, walking around sniffing everybody. You have a dog? You have a dog? You have a cat. I love your leg. I love your leg. <laughs> uh, anyway, plots, plots. Hooey, plots. Plots. Good dog. Good boy. Um, so anyway. All those German dogs out there are just sitting down. All they're the all audience. sitting down. It's mm-hmm. like, 
Hey, Alexa. Sorry, no. I won't do that to you. Okay, so <laughs> you just did it to them. Yeah. Now they're all here. Now, now they're saying, I don't understand what you mean. Play the Glenn Beck program. There you go. We should just do that and just add streams to our feed every we should. day. Hey, Alexa, play the Glenn Beck program. Hey, Google, play the Glenn Beck program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our new scale. That'll teach you. <laughs> uh, all right. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, ABC yeah. Uh, being schizophrenic. So yesterday we find out that ABC, they will, they'll throw Brett Kavanaugh under the bus with the sketchiest of information. Okay, stuff that is absolutely they'll put the crumb bum lawyer on. What was his name that, you know, was eventually disgraced? Uh, Michael was, Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. They'll put Michael Avenatti on day after day after day. After right. Day. About Kavanaugh. But they have very high standards when it comes to a convicted pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I mean, we all know. I mean, he was already convicted of, of, right. of, you know, soliciting a child prostitute. <laughs> right. It's not uh, like he went to prison. Yeah. It's not like you're making kind of. this, you know, it's like, hey, uh, Charlie Manson is convincing some other people to kill. And then you don't right. you don't stand around and go, well, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Charlie Manson is a good guy. Let's I, I mean, really, you're thinking that he's going No, it's Charlie Manson, dude. He's oh. already gone to prison for it. We know he does this. Maybe we should look into some more stuff. And the whole Me Too era is littered with accusations without evidence yes. that these people have printed Correct. over and over and over again. We talked about this, I think, when it happened. Uh, the New York Times, just a couple of weeks ago, ran an op-ed from a woman accusing Harvey Weinstein of rape. Now, look, do I think Harvey Weinstein raped everyone he came across? Yes, I do, frankly. <laughs> I just think that he, that's all he did. He woke right. up in the morning, he raped a few people, he went back to bed. That was <laughs> right. kind of his day. Right. Um, that's what I think. Mm. However, that's a terrible standard for a news organization. When did we start printing accusations of major crimes as opinion pieces? When the hell did that start? Opinion pieces? What, what do you mean? It's your opinion you were raped? If this is an accusation and you have evidence to support it and it went through your strict journalistic standards, then print it as a news story, not as an opinion piece. And we're seeing this with uh, somehow they all were looking around and found their journalism when Jeffrey Epstein was the guy being talked about. They couldn't find it on any of these other people. But man, it was just pouring all over them. As they described Jeffrey Epstein, they couldn't tell any stories about this guy. So yesterday, and I was about to say I'm not a doctor, but I actually am. You are. So I can say this. Yesterday, I was thinking as I was wearing my white doctor coat, you know, ABC may be schizophrenic. And I thought, no, 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 let's we can't let's not be hasty. It's only one session. Let's get him on the couch another day. So today I put him on the couch and today they're talking about how whistleblowers must be protected. You got to protect the whistleblower. You're going to get you're going to have harm come to this guy's family. He could lose his job. He uh, this whistleblowers will be afraid to come out and say anything if you go out and reveal the name of whistleblowers. And anybody who names a whistleblower, they're bad people. Well, yesterday we found out, you know, through a whistleblower that uh, ABC was 
not releasing all the information they had on Epstein for some journalistic reason. Well, what did they do? Well, they found out who that whistleblower was. They found out who took that tape of that anchor admitting that on camera during a break. And they tracked out who was on the board at that time. When did that happen? Who had access to that tape? And they found out the name of the whistleblower. And they found out that that whistleblower left ABC's employee. And so they called the new employer, CBS, where this whistleblower was working on the CBS morning show. And ABC said, hey, I just want you to know, you got the whistleblower in your place. You might want to be careful. And so CBS fired him. Hmm. Now, because luckily CBS, ABC have had no issues with in the Me Too era. Everything's been fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, so they are totally on high ground accusing everyone else. Of oh, doing yeah. this because that's what they do. I mean, they got rid of Charlie Rose because you know. So why would you hire somebody who is exposing that another network was tolerating a pedophile? <laughs> you got to get that guy out of the way, right? Mm. Don't R- you? Right away. Right, right away. away. This right is, away. It really is incredible. The fact that they just come out and act all high and mighty on this stuff with the history that they have is really surprising. You know, I mean, I remember when we talked about. Uh, people like Anthony Weiner, um, who would come out and, and they'd be like, "Ah, you know, look, I saw those pictures, and I wish that was me." <laughs> I mean, did you see the body on that guy? And then it's him, <laughs> and like you're like, "Wow, right. that is a really twisted wow. press conference that we just saw." But this is like when you're at that point, you know, where you have all of these issues in your own background. You're surprised to see them kind of saying, hey, mm-hmm. this, this should be criticized like this. I think, mm-hmm. every, look, everybody has, you know, everyone's got problems. Everyone's, you know, had their issues. But when it comes to journalism, this is your, this is not like some side private matter. This is your game. This is what you're supposed to be good at. It's supposed to be what you're doing. You get caught doing something. And, you know, to say that they killed that story does seem true. We should also point out, also point out that one of their main reporters is fully 100% supporting the idea that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. Uh, That's something that has not been talked about at all in this controversy. Everyone's talking about, well, they should have ran that story three years ago. Uh, One of their lead journalists who covered the story has a 100% certainty that he was murdered. Where's the journalism going on with that? Because, I mean, we were... Well, you just don't make those those accusations against people in the DNC or the Clintons. (laughs) I mean, oops, I've said too much. You have. I've said too much. Okay, so I just... That's like when you were saying Charabella earlier. You kept saying that over and over again, and I think that means you said too much when you said Eric Charabella's name. So why would you bring up the unnamed whistleblower, Eric Charabella? Why would you... Charabella, yeah, not Charabella. Charabella's um, a sauce, I think. Yeah, so... Could I make this about science, please, <laughs> Stu? May I? Could you stop sure. interrupting? I'm yes, a doctor, I'm man. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. You are. No doubt about it. So schizophrenia has many symptoms, as all of us doctors know. Uh, one of them is delusions. And what are delusions? Believing things that aren't true. Now think of ABC, ABC News in particular, because I believe they may be schizophrenic. It seems like they have dual personalities. They'll mm-hmm. say one thing uh, one day, and then they'll do the exact opposite the next day and say the exact opposite. So 
um, you know, split personality, schizophrenia. But but generally, they start with delusions, believing things that aren't true, and then hallucinations, seeing or hearing things that aren't there or didn't happen. I believe that we need to treat ABC News, maybe CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, maybe even Fox, the New York Times. I believe we need to treat them. Now, I can't write this prescription. I am a doctor, but I can't write this prescription because that's a lot. I don't know what dosage do you do for a body that big, you know? Uh, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to try. So Thorazine, Prolixin, um, Haldol might, might be good. Um, you know, any of those, I think we should start with those and see how they work in the media to see if they stop hearing the things and the voices that aren't really there and stop believing in things that aren't true. Uh, ABC, I just want you to know, you've exhibited a couple of warning signs, and I think America needs to come together for a, an ABC News intervention. Anybody who works at a bank or a credit union for any length of time will tell you that cyber criminals tend to prey on the people who have the least ability to defend themselves against identity theft. That could be, you know, an elderly person who doesn't know his or her way around the Internet or somebody who isn't just careful enough with their information. The successful cyber criminals are out there and they're going to go after those people first. You don't have to be one of those people. And you know, there's so many things that you have to watch over. You can't watch over everything. LifeLock will watch over your cybersecurity. LifeLock detects and alerts you to a wide range of identity threats. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock will see the threats that you might miss on your own. If you act now, you'll get an extra 10% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Just monitoring your credit cards is not enough. Your name, all of your information can be sold in the dark web. Most people will have their identity stolen and, and sold on the dark web in the next 20 years. Don't let this happen to you. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save an extra 10% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit lifelock.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, so uh, Tulsi Gabbard was on The View yesterday, and I don't agree with anything Tulsi Gabbard says policy-wise, but I really like her. Yeah. I like her. She is a patriot. She served in the military. She left the campaign trail to go do her military duty. Um, she's smart. She's, she's really smart. She seems like a serious person. Right. Uh, she was, and, and you know, people don't know this, but it, she was vetted for a role in the Trump administration. Yeah. Trump administration. Right. Because, I mean, she does share some of the more 
the more isolationist leanings of of Donald Trump. Yeah, you know they are on the same page on a lot of that, which is why he has, I think, some fans on the right. Well, she well, has well Hillary Clinton uh, called her a Russian shill. <laughs> now think of that; she called her a Russian shill, uh, and of course, Joy Behar dogpiles on the on the View. Tulsi Gabbard handled this with such class on the View yesterday. She comes on and she just brushes. Uh, Joy Behar off like she's a little yappy, you know, one of those yipe, 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 yipe <laughs> dogs that you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Listen to how she dealt with this yesterday on The View. Recently on your show here. I was uh, just going to get to that. Good. Sure. <laughs> Helping you out. You want me to ask you um, Yeah. No, and, look, some of you have accused me of being a, uh, a traitor to my country, a Russian asset, a Trojan horse. Uh, or a useful, we accused you a useful idiot, I think, was the well, term useful. that you used. Which basically means that I'm uh, naive or, or lack intelligence to know what's going they on. They use that. I want to let, let your viewers know exactly who I am. All right. Set yeah, the record yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah. I am a patriot. I love our country. I am uh. a strong and intelligent woman of color. And I have dedicated almost my entire adult life to protecting the safety, security, and the freedom of all Americans in this country. It was the attacks on 9-11. Yay, 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 yay! I guess we were getting, we're getting a little bit far ahead of ourselves, but uh, Franklin Graham finds you refreshing. He doesn't find me refreshing. Uh, Richard Spencer, the white nationalist leader, says he could vote for you. Joy, this is why I mean, you're on, you're on Tucker Carlson at least 10 times. Why don't you go on Chris this, Wallace's this is, show? This is why I'm here, because you and other people continue to, to spread these innuendos that have nothing to do with who I am. Well, Hillary Clinton started it, and then you shot back at her, boy. <laughs> you called her the queen of you, warmongers. You, you double down, unfortunately. You double down on the baseless accusations that she made that strikes at the core of who I am. I'm a soldier. Because of the attacks on 9-11, I enlisted in the military to go after and defeat and destroy the evil wow. that visited us on that day. I've served now for over 16 years. Yes. I deployed too, twice right? the Middle yeah. East during the height yes. of the yes. war where every single day I saw firsthand the terribly high human cost. That's why I ran for Congress. <laughs> I guess she's really smart. She's really well spoken. She is completely in control of completely her emotions at all times. You can tell um, she's a rock solid soldier. Yeah, I mean, because I, she is. I mean, believe me, I've sat next to Joy Behar, and you, you, you want to pick that little dog up and you know roll them across the floor into the kitchen on the linoleum. You're just like, <laughs> oh, can somebody stop that? Yeah, yeah. All the time. It drives you crazy. And she obviously, as we all know, has no connection to the truth in anything that she says. No. I mean, she has no, no idea what she's talking about. No. I mean, she's on television with literally no knowledge of any of the topics she no. discusses on a daily basis. No. Uh, so it's very frustrating if you go on there because obviously, if you are a fan of the view, you're sitting in the audience, you know, there's a possibility there of one to two percent that you like Joey Behar. So if you that's if you're in the audience, I should make you know yeah. making clear. Uh, so it's fr- it's a frustrating point because you don't want to you, you want to just say what are you talking about? You're a, you're a moron, but that's not right the right approach in no, that situation. She, she found it. the right approach there. I, I I think she's one of the more fascinating people, and I don't agree with her policies. No, but I mean you, she this is, is a good American. This is a good American. There is a a, a temptation on the right to see her as. 
no. some Don't. alternative. Oh, well, she's okay. No. You got to look at, I mean, her policies at time. I mean, she was one of the first women uh, in Congress to come out and become a co-chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016. Yeah, the reason, Not even Hillary. The reason why the Nazi guy would vote for her is because... Nazis are socialists. Right. The policies you're not going to like, but she's right. a good, she's and a she's good human being. Obviously, you know, denounced David Duke and yeah, rejected of his of course. Uh, endorsement. Yay, 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 exactly. yay, yay. <laughs> but she does seem like a serious person, which is yay. nice every once in a while. Yay, 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 yay. We're glad you're here. It is uh, Thursday. We have uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to talk to him. Who was it that recently got in trouble? Oh, it was the guy on Fox that uh, lost his job who said, uh, you know, it's like the Democrats are worshiping uh, Baal. 45 seconds. And they're not Mm. worshiping God. And he lost his job because of that. I, I think he's right. Fox has odd standards on some of that stuff. They really Every once do. In a while, they just fire someone for saying, "Look, I mean, you could totally, obviously, disagree with that analysis." And Correct. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, it's not based on, you know, it's based on, uh, you know, a, a pretty, pretty good solid ground. I have to ask Rabbi Lappin about that because I think we talked about this with uh, Occupy Wall Street. The 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 worshiping of Baal. I think as a society, we're doing right now. Yeah. So we'll t- everybody needs a rabbi. Rabbi Daniel Lappin is America's rabbi, and uh, we'll talk to him in just a minute. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. You know, I said earlier this week that I think with uh, what we're starting to see with, I can't believe I'm I'm actually saying this, Kanye West, that there might be the beginning of a third great awakening here, that there might be something that is happening to us. And history repeats itself over and over again. We're just, I think we're like 1970 now, where people are starting to see what the left really is, and they're kind of starting to repel from it a bit. Um, And... Jesus is kind of making a comeback in a different sort of way, not a churchy way, just the principles that you would find with Jesus or in the Old Testament are coming back uh, because they're true. Everyone needs a rabbi. My rabbi, America's rabbi, is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He joins us in one minute. This is the Glenbeck Program. So sometimes life uh, hands you a double whammy uh, and you have to find, you know, new ways to pick yourself up off the ground. Mark is a listener of ours. He lives in Washington. Now, I think that's I mean, that's first strike. I mean, you're living in Washington. How you doing it, dude? Then he had the distinct pleasure of severely injuring his back, not once, but twice. And the pain from the injury radiated outward, causing additional pain, numbness in the legs. I mean, you've heard this. God forbid that you've actually experienced this. Conventional pain medications made him feel ill and woozy and, you know, anything that can kill the pain. It doesn't kill the pain. It just makes you not care as much. You're like, oh, I'm on fire. Huh. 
I mean, that's the problem with with narcotics. Relief factor isn't that way. Relief factor actually reduces the inflammation that you have in your body, and that's that causes most of our pain. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain. It worked for 70% of the people who try it. It worked with Mark. He's back out of pain. He said, in just a few weeks, Relief Factor had my pain down to more than manageable. And now it's almost not there at all. Get your life back. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Rabbi Lappin, born into a prestigious Torah family. He was a student of his father, also Rabbi Lappin, who served the Jewish communities in Johannesburg and Cape Town. He is uh, a very good friend, a really decent man, and uh, you'll learn more from Rabbi Lappin in 20 minutes than most people will be able to teach you in, in, in a lifetime. Welcome. Well, now you've set me up to go nowhere but down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Live up to that standard. How are you, Rabbi? Couldn't be better. Thank good, you, Glenn. Good. Wonderful to be with you. Uh, so I want to. I want to ask you. There was a. There was a, somebody who just lost their job at Fox a couple of weeks ago because they said, you know, I don't understand the, the God. They the the Democrats, and he didn't mean all Democrats, but the left. They'll they'll say they believe in God. He said, but I don't recognize their God. He said, I think it's more like uh, Baal. Uh, I wrote a book about the, the Eye of Moloch. I think he's right. I think he's right. But he lost his job for that. Um, what does that, what, for people who don't know what he was talking about, who is that God? Well, first of all, I mean, the question is whether that is really uh, who the left worships. And I think it just may be um, overly technical in this sense that, um, and if I if I can disagree with you slightly, I'm not sure history is repeating itself. I think we are now in a period unprecedented in American history. In this epoch, we've never seen anything like this before because uh, what we have now is a huge divide mm-hmm. between the left and everybody else. And the left today has become an almost unmanageable collection of creeps and crooks and clowns and cranks. (laughs) I mean, just look at what makes Mm -hmm. the left up today. Um, Essentially, it's you might think of the left as the urban atheists of America. That's Mm -hmm. that's essentially uh, the unifying creed. I think that's a slam on atheists. I really do. I know some atheists. They're not like that. I mean, some atheists are, but some, you know. And, and some are not. Now, we may right. be thinking of, of uh, a mutual friend with, with yeah, whom yeah. I was once yeah, yeah, together yeah. with, with you yeah. on, this, on this very show, right. uh, who yeah, most decidedly isn't. And, and you're right. I, I have to take it back with regard to people like him and many others. But, um, but there is a sense of, of worship on the left. And the only question is, what are they worshiping? Now, we could say they're worshiping Baal, uh, as, as you said. Um, we could also say that the divide is between those who worship the big G of God and the little G of government. Yeah, uh, There is a huge worship. Now, is the left a religion? Is it a belief system or is it just a political credo? And I, I would have to say it's a belief system. Yeah, I really. think it's a religion. And one, you know, what distinguishes a religion from a tennis club, for instance? 
You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, the Scientologists have a religion. Everybody wants to call their, their lives a religion. Right. Uh, many people don't. But what it is that, um, that distinguishes a religion from, you know, a model railroad society, if you like, mm-hmm. um, is that a religion has to tackle and answer the three basic questions, the, the fundamental questions. And, um, you know, if, if you've got an inquisitive kid sitting next to you on an airplane, the kid asks the, the three fundamental questions. Where are you from? Where are you going? And what do you do? Mm-hmm. So uh, where are we from? How did human beings capable of moving from being land-bound creatures in 1902 uh, to 2019, where we've got more than 10,000 airplanes in the air at any given moment? Like, we are, anybody who remains an atheist in contemplating the fact that it's not otters or beavers or camels or cows or kangaroos that have achieved this. It's something touched by the finger of God. A creature called human beings made this leap into the air. We're extraordinary creatures, but how did we get to this planet? And as far as we know at the moment, uniquely in this vast empty universe, we got to answer the question of how we got here. And um, and I answer that, that a, uh, a God created us in his image and put us here. My answer is quick, brief, and simple. A non-provable, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the religion of secular fundamentalism, which is, I think, a better term than a You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I withdraw atheists. Secular fundamentalism is the official state religion of America. But why are they a religion? Because they answer that question. They say by a lengthy process of unaided materialistic evolution, primitive protoplasm turned into bookkeepers and ballerinas. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not provable either, but it's a belief. You also have to answer the second question. And and hang on, isn't isn't a sign of a religion when the belief goes from a theory to a defended-at-all-costs belief? And that's what it is, because otherwise there's no way to explain why a group of gray-haired old ladies on the Upper East Side of New York have to file a lawsuit against a Louisiana parish for teaching creationism. What they are doing is just what the Muslims did when they invaded the Iberian Peninsula in the 7th century, basically demolish the Catholic churches and turn them into mosques. Mm -hmm. Uh, You cannot withstand heresy. If you are a devoted believer in your faith, and right there in front of you, right in your face, somebody is committing heresy, you kill them. Mm-hmm. And so what is the connection between a group of uh, ladies on the Upper East Side of New York and a Louisiana parish? Louisiana parish has the audacity to violate their belief system that we are here through a process of lengthy, unaided materialistic evolution by daring to teach creationism. Well, of course that's outrageous. And so we've got these two, uh, this clash between two cultures in America. We are no longer one nation under God. We are two nations occupying the same piece of real estate. And in this sense, history repeats itself because in the middle of the 19th century, we also found ourselves two nations occupying the same piece of real estate. That time we had to solve it by bullets, and I hope this time we can solve it by ballots. And that was why the religion of secular fundamentalism hates Donald Trump so much. Okay, so let me go back to uh, Baal or or Moloch. Same God in the Old Testament? Moloch, Baal? Same interchangeable? Uh, No, no, not interchangeable, but close. Okay. Yeah, Um, fellow travelers. Yeah, okay. So um, 
the reason why I say that they that I think this guy from Fox was was actually onto something is not that they knowingly are worshiping, but we are unknowingly doing all of the same things their worshipers did. Sure. Well, Can you instance, go into that? Yes, yeah, certainly. One of the um, one of the outstanding characteristics of both Moloch and Baal, and, and you've you've spoken about this many times. I've heard you. Um, is that uh, they used to sacrifice their kids. Now, you got a little bit of this as well, as well um, among the um, Egyptians during the Pharaoh time. and uh, But in, in, in practice, this worship means that you have to, you sacrifice your children as a way of expressing your fealty to the Well, how you do it and the reasons you do it are probably not that important, but we do it here. In other words, right now, in America, there are two cultures, and you can find some of the nicer small towns in America, which are basically governed and shaped by those who worship the big G of God. And then you've got cities like New York and Detroit and Baltimore, Newark, and many, many other cities today on the West Coast, California particularly, that are run by those who worship something else entirely. Now, where are the lives of young males sacrificed? It's clear. Where? In the cities that are run by secular fundamentalism, young men in disproportionate numbers end up in the criminal justice system and in jail. Their lives are sacrificed completely. And that is an exact fulfillment. In other words, what we do is so important that we don't care if it costs the lives of our sons. And that is what the culture is saying. We are so devoted to a lifestyle with absolutely no divine restraints. Because after all, I mean, what has held Western civilization together for centuries is really the, uh, the essential rituals and restraints and rules of religion. Mm-hmm. We want to toss all of that out. None of that holds. Uh, we want to do whatever we, we choose to sexually, and we want to do whatever we choose to financially, which usually means uh, taking it away from uh, those who have created it and bestowing it upon mm-hmm. those who are living multi-generational dysfunctionality. Mm-hmm. So uh, I- as long as we can do the things we want to do, the fact that our sons end up dead and in jail that's just a, f- a fair price to pay. If you a believer in Baal or secular fundamentalism, that's a deal with the devil you absolutely make. And you can see, and I mean, just you, look at America. You're also sacrificing your newborns, which they did. Absolutely. Uh, you, <clears throat> you, to be a follower, you had to have, you know, orgies and sex, get pregnant, and then you would return and sacrifice your newborn on the altar and, and celebrate, literally celebrate the death of that child. And, that's what we're seeing with with people who are are touting Planned Parenthood. And if you think about it, it's it's the most unbelievably selfish lifestyle. What you're saying is, I want to do whatever I darn well choose to, and if the next generation has to pay for it with their lives, hey, so be it. You said once we were talking about um, uh, Occupy Wall Street. And I don't know if you remember this. I do. Um, but you were talking about uh, excrement. And how that is, <laughs> yes, it, it is actually part of of all of this. Yeah. and you see it now. It's, I mean, it's in the big progressive cities. It's everywhere on the streets, yeah. and no. that's like that. I I never grew up with 
ever hearing about stuff like that. So I'll tell you when it used to happen. You didn't hear about it much, but when you were growing up, what you used to come across, and, and again, we didn't in our day-to-day lives, we didn't, but I know you have friends in law enforcement as I do, and I remember going back to, to Los Angeles in the, um, in the 80s. Uh, they would tell me what the scene of a break-in sometimes looked like when they would come to a place that had been robbed, usually on the west side of Los Angeles, Brentwood, Santa Monica, Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, mm-hmm. Beverly Wood, uh, in, in those uh, upscale areas, when those houses were broken into, they almost invariably discovered that those who broke in had uh, left a fecal business card behind, usually on the living room carpet. Mm. That's what they did. Uh, because in primitive societies, right, and all societies that are stripped of faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob eventually devolve into primitivism. Mm-hmm. And we see that, by the way, today also with piercings, uh, body piercings going mm-hmm. on, very indistinguishable from the cannibals of New Guinea of 100 mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, body piercings is an expression of primitivism and tribalism. And when you strip away Uh, biblical Judeo-Christian values, then automatically we devolve down into that. And so uh, these people were expressing their contempt for the homes into which they had illegally invaded by depositing this. We'll also find that in uh, low-grade street language, one of the worst invectives you can hurl at somebody also has to do Mm -hmm. with that part of the anatomy. So this is very primitive. This is very basic. Um, this is basically toddlers who are 30 and 40 years old still acting mm-hmm. like toddlers. Right. Baal is central to that. All right. Uh, we're back with uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin here in, in just a second. More from him. Uh, first, let me tell you about our sponsor for a minute. It's uh, Norton. Now, Norton has always been trusted in the realm of cybersecurity for a very long time. Um, criminals are are out in force. I mean, cyber criminals, you want to talk about Ukraine. A lot of stuff happens in uh, the foreign, uh, the, uh, the uh, former Soviet bloc. Ukraine is one of the hotbeds of it. Uh, and as we become more and more dependent on the internet, the cyber criminals become wealthier and wealthier and more clever. Now, if you don't have a VPN, you should have a VPN. A VPN is a virtual private network. Um, this keeps a lot of the stuff that you do online while you're on Wi-Fi safe. Nobody can track you, and it uses bank-grade encryption. Now, this is the Norton VPN. It is bank-grade encryption to help uh, block the hackers from stealing the information that you send and receive. Now, this is just one of the multiple layers that you will get now with the new Norton 360. You get the VPN, you get device security, password manager, a lot of other things. You don't have to worry about being compromised. Get Norton 360 today. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime. But Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Sign up today and save up to 50% off Norton 360 at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Save up to 50%. Norton.com slash Beck. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Rabbi, what are the things? I mean, we—I've been talking. We're a covenant nation. Yes, and uh, you know, our covenant 
is not just, hey, God, forgive us for what we've done. You actually have to change. You have to actually do things and change your life. God's not going to just come in and save us and we can still do all the things we're doing. What are the big principles that we as a people and as a nation have to get back to quickly to be able to get a hedge of protection again? And I think that it's worthwhile starting off with the practical rather than the abstract. Yeah. And so, yes, there are beliefs and there are principles, but the the most practical step in the entire codex of ancient Jewish wisdom for improvement, development, and moving onwards and upwards is to realize that you change your actions in order to change your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. You don't start off trying to change your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs in the hope that it'll change your actions because it never does. Hmm. And so you have so to. So what do you? You uh, have to act today, the way you would act if you had the beliefs and feelings you wished you would have, and those will eventually fall into compliance with your actions. But you can't think, you can't serve two masters. You can't be split in your mind. So you do, I mean, you, as you think, it will become. I mean, you, so you do have to work on your thinking as well. You can't just think the old thoughts and do something because then you're split in half, aren't you? Uh, not really because one of the, this was Scott Fitzgerald of The Great Gatsby, once said, not in that book, somewhere else, he once said, the mark of a great person is the ability to hold in mind two conflicting thoughts and to be able to continue to function. And that's really it. I mean, you know, think of uh, an heir whose beloved father dies and and leaves him a huge fortune. Conflicting feelings. Mm -hmm. Clearly conflicting feelings. And human beings are built by God to be able to operate with conflicting feelings. Conflicting actions is something else altogether. That's a lot harder to so do. So tell me, though, so, but then tell me, you know, God speaks. I mean, you believe the Torah, the, the words. I believe that that is God's blueprint for humanity given by Moses on Mount Sinai. But you also believe that those words are alive, right? Yes, and, yeah. and extremely practical. Right. So that goes to, um, you know, God speaks and it becomes. Yes. So how do you, we have a minute. <laughs> Let me yeah. ask you a really complex question yeah. in a minute. Right. Well, in 30 seconds, yeah. the solution to humanity's problem. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh, we're I mean, out of time. <laughs> how do you, uh, how do you, I mean, do you see what I'm saying here? That yeah. it's, it Look, is your, um, if you, your thoughts and your If you speak words. about God's biblical blueprint, then the first two chapters clarify it. And, and that is that the, the focus as Adam and Eve are being evicted from the Garden of Eden, the focus is on by the sweat of your brow you will eat bread, which is not part of the curse, by the way. That's really part of the solution. Uh, bread, which is a metaphor for money, right? Which is why many cultures have the slang dough or bread. Mm-hmm. Can you lend me some dough? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where that comes from. And uh, the other thing is marriage. So uh, you want to bring about change in America, money and marriage. Back in a second. So here's the conventional wisdom. When you are when you're thinking about buying or selling a house, conventional wisdom is, well, you can't do it in the fall. You can't do it in the winter uh, because 
people don't, you know, they, they're just not buying houses. Well, that's actually not true. The truth of the matter is that the best time to uh, sell your home uh, is around November because there's not a lot of homes listed and people are moving all the time. It's not like it used to be. The best time to buy a home is in January because everybody's knocked down the price. So when you, if you're thinking, oh, I can't sell my house until spring, get, get out of the old thinking. Realestateagentsitrust.com can help you sell your house and get you the most amount of money for that house. Or they can help you buy a new house and they'll find the right area with you. They listen to you. They work for you. These are the best in your area. If you want your home sold fast and for the most amount of money, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Tonight on TV, the conclusion of the uh, special uh, on Ukraine. Make, make sure to go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program, and we're with uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. You can find him at RabbiDanielLappin.com, RabbiDanielLappin.com. Read his books, listen to his podcasts. They're fantastic. You can find him wherever you find podcasts. He's also a, a, a member of uh, the Blaze Podcast, so we're thrilled to have him here. Um, I, I want to share something with you. Um, I shared with the listeners a couple of days ago. Uh, it is something that was was drawn up and done by the Librarian of Congress uh, at the request of the Congress in 18. Let me see what it says here. I think it's 1888. Uh, and it is historical geography. And I just want to read what it says. It's a map of the United States and it has two trees and one is bent and gnarled and it runs into the south and that is slavery and then the the uh, blessing of liberty a tree that's very straight and runs all across the northern part uh it says um this map map represents uh those colonies by two trees whose striking contrast will be apparent to the most superficial observer but not more though than the historic facts that make them appear the student of history here can see at a glance that it would require him years of hard study to glean from textbooks, and many will see the moral of this subject here for the first time. It's said that history repeats itself. We do not claim that it does, but there is a similarity between the first colony of the old world and the first colonies of the new world. The first colony of the old world, what would you say that is? The first colony of the old world. Um, Garden of Eden. Yeah, I, and I would never have thought of it that way. I thought that was an interesting. The first colony of the old world was established in the Garden of Eden, where good and evil existed, and the evil caused the downfall of man. So it was in the new world. Good and evil came here also. Good to Plymouth, bad to Jamestown. As the tree which bore the fr forbidden fruit caused the curse to be brought upon man in Eden, so did the tree of, liberty, uh, of uh, uh, slavery in Jamestown. 
There was constant warfare in the old world between good and evil, and there has been in the new world. The evil of Jamestown has always been, and to this day, at war with the good of Plymouth. Much of the trouble in the New World was caused this way. In 1620, each colony planted a tree. The Tree of Liberty, then quite small, was planted by the pilgrims upon the Bible at Plymouth, where it receives God's blessings, which accounts for its wonderful growth. The Tree of Slavery was brought from the Old World, and the people of Jamestown also planted this tree. Um, in, uh, in time, a dispute arose between the two uh, colonies as to which tree should grow so large that it would occupy all of the land goes into slavery. Um, this made the southern man jealous. He decided to murder his northern brother, Cain, as Cain of old had done with Abel. Uh, for this sin, God set a black mark upon Cain and sent Father Abraham, Lincoln, uh, with his big emancipation axe to cut the uh, tree of slavery down. The grand and noble thoughts recorded, the wonderful inventions, our free schools, many blessings we enjoy today, all of it tends to elevate mankind, are heirlooms handed down from the Puritans and their children, while nearly every evil which exists in political economy of our beloved country can be cha- tra- traced back to the pernicious teachings of the Jamestown settlers and their children. Jamestown, listen to this, commissioned by Congress, Jamestown is no more, but the colony still lives in the form of the Democratic Party. Plymouth is a flourishing city and her children now in the form of the Republican Party of this great country. For verification of these facts, study the history of the United States. If a librarian of Congress were to write that today, I think he might lose his job. Oh, definitely <laughs> lose his job. Definitely. They might want to take him up to Massachusetts and burn him at the stake. At the least. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So the the idea, though, I, that I, I thought of this, of these two trees and it being the tree of knowledge good and evil and uh when we look back on history it it is so what repeats itself is the spiritual nature that's right the the events don't necessarily uh, repeat themselves but a struggle between the dichotomy of of right light and and darkness and the way it plays out uh you know always seems to play out in very similar ways. And nothing changes, yes. I mean, look, uh, the fundamental distinction was that uh, the pilgrims established a colony that was founded on biblical principles. That's what, that's what fueled them. That's why they left England in the first place. They came bringing the Ainsworth Bible with them. Uh, none of that was true in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this very day, it continues to be the same struggle. I did an experiment uh, the other day, uh, Glenn, which, which I think you'll find interesting, and, and so will our listeners. And that is uh, I got hold of 20 fairly recently published books attacking uh, Christian conservatives, attacking evangelicals, many of them mainstream publishers. These are books that were in the bookstores, available um, I'm not talking about fringe publications. Mm-hmm. These were hateful and horrible books against Christianity. And I thought to myself, let's see what they look like if you replace the word Christian in the title with, shall we say, uh, homosexual. And you'd see the culture today in America would never tolerate this kind of bigotry and hatred against 
any protected species in America. Mm-hmm. But since it's against Christians, everything is hunky-dory. It's cool, no problem. So I really do think that the war against Christianity as the most uh, visible uh, manifestation of the one side, if you like, the pilgrim side as opposed to the Jamestown side, I think that continues to this day. I think the uh, war against Kavanaugh was a war against a religious man. And that that's always been the case. Uh, I don't think there's any question that the cultural struggle in America today can be uh, encapsulated into a struggle between those who view biblically-based Judeo-Christian values as vital for our nation's survival against those who consider them to be dreadful and primitive obstructions to what they call progress. How do you, um, how do you balance, for instance, I, I, there are some people, right now, I think what's happening with the impeachment is what happened with uh, O.J. Simpson and the glove. There was so much passion in the African-American community to stick it to the man that they overlooked DNA evidence, blood splatters in the car, shoe prints, his shoes, everything, everything that won the civil case. Okay, they dismissed all of that because of the glove. And it was it was their right or 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 wrong their desire to finally have a black man win a case in a court where everything's stacked against him. Now they now you look at polls and you'll see the African-American community says that this guy is guilty of sin. He was guilty of sin. Shouldn't have gone free. But that wasn't the passion at the time. Look, President Obama um, was a fatally flawed and unqualified candidate except for one thing the color of his skin. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Do you agree with that still? I think, I mean, that, that is one of the reasons why he put him over the top, but I think he was a good, effective speaker other um, than that. And I would dispute that because I have seen you speak off the cuff. I've seen you speak for 40 minutes without any notes in front of you, Glenn. I've also seen the three or four notorious instances of President Obama when the teleprompter broke down. He's not an eloquent speaker. He's a good reader. Okay. Yeah, maybe I, I, I give you that. Um, but what's happening here with, with Donald Trump is we are disconnecting from the facts. Y- you have to go with the facts. But just like O.J. Simpson, there are so many people that just want him out. Mm. You know what I mean? They want him out. And if the, the glove fits... He did it. Yeah, it's emotional. Right. And so they're not looking at, at facts. How do we disconnect on, on all sides? How do you disconnect from that visceral, oh, we got to win or we want him out or whatever it is and get back to a society that says, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you do that in the moment? What has to happen in our society? What are we missing? What do we do? Um, the the answer is one that I don't think uh, is going to be popular. Um, there are certain truisms that get uttered repeatedly to the point where everyone believes them, although they're completely false, many things like that. One of them is violence never solves anything. 
Now, I'm not advocating violence, obviously, but that as a statement, that's a flagrant lie. Violence nearly always solves something. World mm. War II ushered in the longest period of European peace we've ever seen in the mm-hmm. world to date, and that was solved by violence. violence. It was called a victory. Mm-hmm. And when we refrain from that, uh, we, um, we, we make sure that things continue festering. The Civil War was horribly violent. It was very much like the civil war between the North and the South in Israel two and a half millennia earlier. Mm. A newfound nation torn apart between North and South over a moral issue. It was horribly violent, but it did resolve things. (laughs) It settled things. Now, Mm -hmm. as I said, I think we can resolve them by ballots rather than bullets. But until this thing is won by one side or another, nothing happens we go nowhere so it's not going one side's not going to crawl back into its cave and be put you know put a lid on it where it's still there well, and influential look, you, but you yourself are you are a, a flag bearer for one side there's millions and millions of americans who tune into you and want to know what you're thinking about things i know that as a fact are you ready to crawl into your cave no, and I say won't. surrender i don't no, think I so and neither is the other side you know, it's always up to you. I wish I could sing a lullaby. I wish I could sing a lullaby and right, I know, make everything I know, good. I know. But our job is not to massage people with warm butter. It's yeah. to tell the truth. Rabbi Daniel Lappin. You can find him at rabbidaniellappin.com. Uh, you find his podcast, his books. Uh, but you should follow this man. He is uh, great. You can f- you can follow him on Twitter at Daniel Lappin or his website, rabbidaniellappin.com. Rabbi, thank you so much. Thank you. As always, good to see you. Thanks, All right. Uh, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour in the business world. It's often the micromanagers who are the most stressed with the high blood pressure because they're managing a business uh, well, which means they have to take all of the information coming and going and make sense of it all. That is really hard to do. When a business has a dashboard, a central software that acts as the merger point for all the various departments and systems, the job of the micromanager becomes largely automated and much, much more accurate. If you own a business like I do, I can imagine the, uh, the value of a system like that. I'm pretty sure you can, too. That's why you should check out NetSuite by Oracle, cloud-based business management software that gives you the visibility and control that you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, you save money, and unnecessary headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, the orders, the HR, all of it from your desktop or your phone. Right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash back. That's netsuite.com slash back. Download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I hope to have Rand Paul on tomorrow, uh, on tomorrow's broadcast, uh, to talk about this whistleblower. I think he is doing absolutely the right thing uh, in creating interest in this whistleblower. Because once you know who this whistleblower is, the whole impeachment story changes. 
and uh, hopefully we'll have him on. Also, Bill O'Reilly will join us tomorrow. I want to play some audio here of uh, Mark Meadows. Uh, he stopped to fact check a reporter. As he's walking by, he hears this reporter say, your Republicans are struggling to defend Donald Trump. He can't take it. You know, he turns around. Listen. Hold on. We have Mark Meadows right here. Congressman Meadows, can we talk a lot? So he he's walking by right now. But Republicans are really struggling to defend the president. OK, great. Struggling on anything. OK, so Congressman. Republicans are not struggling on anything. So Congressman, there's one person who has testified that there's no quid pro quo. Others, many others have said that there is. So how do you justify that and how do you continue to defend the president? Well, there's there's more than one. There's there's one on terms of the deposition being released, which is Ambassador Volker's yesterday. And even with uh, Ambassador Sondland, he said he doesn't know why the aid was held up, still doesn't know, and certainly from that standpoint, there was no quid pro quo. But Sondland told the Sondland told I uh, came and revised his testimony, oh, said that, that he told the uh, Ukraine a top official to uh, Zelensky. Yeah, that that the aid was being withheld until there was investigation. Well, no, he, what he told was that that was his presumption. If you read it, I've read it very carefully. I've read the, the allegations that are there. One, he said he didn't know, and that was his presumption. Anytime that anyone talks to the president, he has been very clear. There is no linkage. There is no quid pro quo. And to suggest otherwise goes against a lot of other testimony that we've already heard. It's Mark Meadows after coming up 14 flights of stairs yeah, uh, to do an yeah. interview, apparently. Uh, it, it's weird. I mean, look, I've, I've said from the beginning, I think you have as well, you have a quid pro quo when you go buy a pizza, right? You give them currency and they give you pizza. That's a quid pro quo. There's nothing wrong inherently with a quid pro quo. It's the reason that you're doing it. And the media continually assumes that he's doing it only for evil personal Look, political gain joe biden had a quid pro quo fire this prosecutor yeah. get him to stop these investigations or i won't give you money that's not, quid pro quo doesn't seem to be a problem not only did he admit to it he bragged, he bragged about, about it, it years later right. to show how cool he was right so um, now thank you, god he did if you want to define this is how this is how we need to start answering this if you want to define quid pro quo as give me dirt to use on my Democratic uh, opponents, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. If you define quid pro quo as, look, before I give you any more money, I want to know what happened to our $7 billion. I want to know what happened during the last election. I want to know what's happening with the State Department and the CIA. And quite frankly, yes, I do want to know about Joe Biden and Burisma. There's corruption all over this. And I don't know if I can even trust you because some of the bad people, I think, are still around you. I call that being a good president and a good steward of our country. You want to call that quid pro quo? Then yeah, there is.